Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Parenting with Play. Today we're going to be talking about time out. I know it's really popular, I know it's advocated by a lot of parenting experts, but today we're going to talk about why I don't advocate for it and why it's actually not that helpful for your child. I'm Helena Mooney and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So I realise timeout is something that you might be using. So obviously whenever I talk about anything on this podcast, it's never to criticise or to say you're doing something wrong, it's always to offer you another perspective that you can draw from if you want to. Because as with ever anything, you know, you need to choose what you want to do and how you want to be with your child and take what resonates and discard what doesn't. But today I really want to talk freely about why timeout isn't helpful for your, chi- for your child and we'll touch on what you can do instead. But so you, when you understand what's really going on for your child that's leading them to do that annoying behavior, then you can see why timeout actually isn't as helpful as you think it might be. Now, I fully appreciate that obviously when our children are being spectacularly annoying, we need to have tools to help them to stop that behavior. And timeout can appear to be quite a benign tool. Whenever I talk to parents, many people use timeout. Many people see it as a positive thing and so can feel quite challenged when I say, actually, it's not that great and it's not ultimately helpful for your child and transforming their behavior. The reason why we often do timeout is because, frankly, it's better than smacking, isn't it? And smacking was what was done to us children of the 70s and 80s it's you know died out and we recognize that smacking isn't a helpful strategy at all but we can see that that is something that is better than smacking because we're removing our child from the challenging the difficult situation we're putting them somewhere safe somewhere that they're comfortable with Um, we're keeping them safe because we're probably getting really angry in the moment you know when our child's lashing out and being really rude or whatever it is we get really angry so we think okay they just need to have time out just need to calm down and then they can come out and then they can rejoin and when they're in their room or wherever it is that they're having time out they can think they can think about their behavior they can reflect on what they've done wrong and then they can calm themselves down and then they can rejoin and when they've rejoined when they're happy when they're willing to behave in a way that's acceptable to everybody else then they can come back and rejoin us and as a family or society or whatever it is so there's there's good reasons behind time out there's good reasons to remove the child to to stop that you know you can see that they're really overwhelmed and they're they're just like acting crazily and so they need to be removed from that situation if they're really lashing out at everybody it's also really good you know idea to for everybody to calm down because when our children are behaving in challenging ways we can get really heightened and we can get really annoyed and we can get really overwhelmed with our own emotions and want to lash out ourselves so it's really good that you know we have that opportunity to just sort of try and calm ourselves down but the prob one of the problems with timeout is it's still viewing the child's behavior from the same lens as smacking it's still viewing it that our child children are behaving really badly 
They need to be disciplined. They need to be separated from everybody because their behavior is so unacceptable and they just need to go and sort it out on themselves. Now, smacking obviously is a harsh physical punishment and timeout is and more of an emotional I know you wouldn't call it a punishment, those of you who do use it, but it's, a, it's, an, it's more of a way to help the children emotionally and remove them physically. But as I said, it's looking at it from it's this other side of the coin, same coin, smacking on one side, we don't do that, time out on the other, but it's because it's still looking at children's behavior from the same lens. When we change the lens of how we look at children's behavior, then we can question whether timeout is actually as helpful as we think it might be. So the old way of looking at children is that, they, um, that they're inherently, inherently bad, but they need to be disciplined in order to be good, cooperative, loving members of society and of your family. We need to teach them to be kind. We need to be, teach them to be good. We need to teach them that it's not acceptable to hit their sister, for example. If we change that lens of how we view children and how we view human behavior, you know, your behavior, my behavior as well, if we can change it that we're all essentially good, loving people who want to cooperate, yes, we want to have our own sense of identities, but we also want to cooperate cooperate with those of us around us, whether it's a family level, a society level, school level, work, colleagues, whatever, And when we don't behave in ways that are helpful to those around us, that there's something going on for us. There's something going on for the child, something going on for the person. Because when we're feeling great, when your child is feeling happy and they can feel your love and they're all loved up and they're, you know, they're in a really good space, they're not going to lash out at their sister. They're not going to be rude and uncooperative. They're going to you know, you're going to flow together, aren't you? You're going to have co- cooperation and harmony and it's a really lovely space to be in. When your child is not feeling so great, when they're feeling annoyed, when they're feeling a bit disconnected from you, when they're just carrying some everyday stress because perhaps somebody was mean to them or something happened, that's when they're going to lash out. There's a really good reason why your, chi- why your child is behaving that the way that they are. So if we only focus on the behaviour we then ignore all the reasons for the behavior. Timeout focuses on the behavior. It focuses, right, you're behaving in this way, you need to go somewhere and you need to calm down and you need to stop and think about it. Whereas what I'm advocating and aware parenting and parenting by connection and on these lovely approaches is something opposite because we recognize that there's something going on for our child, for our child and they need our help. And when we move in to help our child, which I know many of you, you know, who do time out think it's being helpful for your child because it gives them that opportunity to calm down. But when we recognize actually what's going on for our child and what they actually need in that moment, which is connection with us, then time out no longer makes sense. Our children need us. We all need each other. We're not independent creatures of each other we're interdependent and that's part of cooperation isn't it we're all working together when we work on our own things are a lot harder when we work with somebody else yeah there's some challenges but essentially we work better together don't we so our children need our help to help with their own emotions they can't self-regulate and I'm really not entirely sure what self-regulation actually means when somebody is in a really emotional state because when 
we're in emotional states. It's You can't self-regulate. You're not thinking clearly. Your brain isn't working well. You've got stress flowing everywhere. It's very hard to self-regulate. And actually what we view as self-regulation is sort of numbing ourselves. And that's why, you know, Facebook becomes very appealing and you can fall down that rabbit hole because you're numbing yourself from actually what you're feeling. Likewise with alcohol, drugs, whatever it is. So children, we all need help with our emotions. We can't do all of this on our own. So your child needs help with their emotions. And the younger the child, the more help, more frequently they need help with their emotions. So an 11-year-old is more able to hold themselves together during stressful times than a five-year-old or a three-year-old or a two-year-old. As we get older, we do get better at doing that, but we still need an outlet. We still need that emotional support to help ourselves with our emotions. So when your child is lashing out and being really rude, really aggressive, just, you know, really quite unbearable to be around, putting them in timeout increases that sense of disconnection from you. It puts them in a sense of isolation. So there's nobody for their limbic system to connect with to resonate with and to calm down with, to work through the feelings with. Being, it's the same difference for if you're crying on your own, that's a really stressful thing to do, isn't it? It compounds how miserable you feel, you know, because it adds to the fact that nobody loves me and I'm crying on my own because that's a sign that nobody loves me. When, I mean, it's not, but (laughs) that's how it can feel, isn't it? When you're upset and if you're crying on your own, it just sort of exacerbates things and you just feel even worse. When you cry with a friend, oh, completely different because you've got somebody there being with you whilst you're feeling at your worst and you can offload your emotions. So with time out, a child might be really upset, might be really angry and they, they've got nothing, it's, it's going to go nowhere. And if they're on their own, then often it gets worse. Whereas if you can do time in where you move in with your child and you be with them, and I'm not saying this is always easy, but if you can be with them, then they have the opportunity to reconnect with you, which is absolutely vital, and to help work on whatever feelings they're feeling, which you can do by being laughing together and playing together or you're listening to their upset feelings and they have a big tantrum with you. When they've done that, then... They've got an opportunity to offload the upset feelings, which have been driving that initial really annoying behavior. And then they come out the other side and then they're much more able to just go off and play and and interact with those around them really easily, really pleasurably because they're not carrying the, the stress. So can you see the difference with time out? And I hear this often, well, you know, when if I just pop them in their room for five minutes, I know that they're safe. And then I go in and I just find that they're playing on their bed and they're quite happy. So, yes, it can appear that our child does have that opportunity to calm down, that they then can be okay, and that, look, they're playing with something else. That's absolutely fine. But what I would then offer to those parents and I offer to you is that what happens later on? What happens, say, in a similar instant to the one that they were doing beforehand or Does the child sort of the behavior leak out in something else like they get really upset over the wrong color plate or they start to sneakily pinch their sister or whatever it is? Because when we don't allow our children the opportunity to offload their feelings, the feelings 
stay stuck inside. The upset feelings stay stuck inside. And so, yes, the child might then stop that particular behavior that they've just been put into timeout for because they learn, well, then I go into timeout and I don't want that. But the same feelings are in there that was going to drive them to do that behavior and they're going to leak out in other ways. Or, so that's one way, or what can happen is that it just sort of stays stuck inside and then it can lead to an increase in anxieties in particular in other areas. So children can get really focused on getting anxious about a particular thing because those feelings have got nowhere to go to get out of them. They're stuck inside. The more you can help your children with their feelings, the less they upset feelings, the less they carry them around, the more confident they are, the easier they find things because they haven't got this, Patty Whitford describes it, a backpack of emotions, a backpack of upset feelings. They've offloaded the backpack. They're lighter. They're able to cope with things. So timeout doesn't allow for that. It might appear to calm them down in the moment or your child might get more hysterical and then they might realize, well, tough because they've just got to get through it and they're going to be in there for five minutes or however long it is that you put them in there for. And so then they just go, well, there's no point. So you can see how timeout doesn't actually address the reasons for your child's behavior. It just isolates them, perhaps calms them down, and then they learn, okay, well, I'm not acceptable to do that. And so I won't do that. But it doesn't help with the feelings. And feelings drive behavior. All of our behavior is determined by how we feel. And when we're feeling upset, our behavior generally isn't great. It might be aggressive towards other people. It might just be a bit whingy and a bit, mm, which is really annoying as well. Or it can then internalize. And what we really want to do as adults, as parents, is not just focus on that immediate behavior. We're looking at the whole child, aren't we? I mean, that's why we feed them good food most of the time. That's why we, we know about nourishing their bodies because, yeah, you know, snack bar here or there doesn't matter. But overall, we know that we want to nourish their bodies um, as much as we can. And likewise, with emotions, we want to help them with their emotions because a child with who's not carrying so many upset feelings, who knows that there's going to be a safe space for them to offload their upset feelings when they need to. And upset feelings, it sounds sort of quite light, doesn't it? You know, they're just sad. And it's easy to listen to our children when they're sad, or it's easier to listen to our children when they're sad. But it's not so easy when they're angry, and when they're really annoyed, and when they're stroppy as. That's hard, but that's a sign of upset feelings. And children know that we need to know that we will listen to them. And I'm sure that that's what you tell your children and you absolutely are with them in those moments, in other moments. But if you can re, re-look at how you're, at your thoughts about timeout and think, is this actually helping my child in the long run? Is this actually helping the whole situation? May do immediately, but what's the bigger picture? What am I telling my child when I put them into timeout because their behavior is unacceptable? Because our children then don't go, oh, my behavior is unacceptable, but I know that mom and dad love me. It's, you know, oh, this isn't acceptable of me. This part of me isn't acceptable. And so I need to either hide it. And it's very hard hiding parts of ourselves, isn't it? And that's where the behavior keeps leaking out. So move into your child when they're being challenging rather than putting them somewhere else. But I know that this is hard. And I know when our children are pushing every single button that they possibly can and they're being really, really aggravating and aggressive 
or just like downright rude and disrespectful. It's very hard to be with our children in those ways, which is one reason why timeout can be good. But if you could look at it that perhaps you as the adult need timeout and going, I'm just need to, I just need to go and have a moment for myself because I can't deal with this right now. So we take the responsibility on ourselves rather than placing all the responsibility on their children. And if you can view that when our children are behaving like that, they actually need our help rather than punishment. And the best way to help them is to actually be with them. Because by being with them, we strengthen that sense of connection, which is what which is often a big contributing factor. Even though, of course, you love your children and they sort of at one level know that. But in the moment when they're behaving in those ways, they sort of forget all of this stuff. And they can that sense of disconnection from you can feel, can increase. So they we they need us to move in with them and they need us to help them. And it doesn't have to be harsh. It can be playful, which is why play is so, so powerful. But there are times when we do need to set a limit and we need to say, I'm not going to let you do this. I'm not going to let you hit your sister and then be with them whilst they offload the emotions that's driving that behavior. And then you can talk about it afterwards and rationalize and whatever if you need to. But it's helping them with their emotions. That is the key. And when we place them elsewhere from us, we can't help them with their emotions and we're just leaving them to get on with it. And I don't know about you, but do any of your children actually think and reflect about their behavior and come out going, well, actually, I probably shouldn't have done this, blah, blah, blah. Or they may do that, but that comes from a, a place of sort of perhaps a bit of shame going on there. I shouldn't have done that because they know it's not acceptable rather than, rather than under, you know, having us understanding that they did it for a really good reason. It's not pleasant. It's not kind. There's, but to remember that there's always a valid reason why your child behaves in the way that they do. And sometimes their brain isn't working well, their emotions have overtaken them and they need our help to move in. So putting them away from you is not ultimately serving them. And they're not ultimately not serving you because then their behavior will carry on in different ways and that's, um, and that's challenging to deal with. So moving in, being with them rather than isolating them will transform their behavior and will really help them, not just in the immediate stage of like right now, now that they're five or three or two or whatever age that they are, but it gives them a different perspective of how to deal with them, with their emotions, of how they feel about themselves when they are in those difficult states, because they know that they have had you be with them in those moments. It's a very powerful thing that you're doing for your child, not just for now, but for them in the long term. Now, obviously, the question is then, well, what do you do instead? And that's what I do cover in this podcast. And very excitingly, doors to my online program, Annoying to Amazing, are open and they're open for this week. So if you really want to understand more about your child's behavior and more how to help them, including I've got videos on there showing you how I have helped my young child when he is one video, he's trying to hit his sister with a wooden spoon. So, you know, he was about two at the time. So you can see in action how I move in and actually be with my child, help him with his emotions, see how he comes out the other side and plays beautifully with his sister with the wooden spoon once he's moved through those upset feelings. It's a really powerful way of being with our children. It's incredibly helpful and transformative, but it's also hard because our parents didn't know about this and, you know, they didn't do this with us. And many people around you may not parent in this way. Either they use timeout or punishments or rewards or whatever. So to actually see it in action, actually be surrounded by community, 
of other parents who are following this approach and understand what's going on and you can support each other. It's a really powerful thing to help shift. Now, it's eight weeks long, which means it gives you enough time to to work through probably a, a myriad of things that might be going on for your children. And we look at um, we look at different behaviours. We look at, you know, low grade level like whining and perhaps sharing, but also, you know, aggressive behaviour, bedtimes, separation anxiety, sibling rivalry, you know, you name it. It's I'm sure I've covered it. And if you haven't covered it in this course, um, we've got this private Facebook group where I will answer questions directly. We've also got group video coaching each week. So you can ask me questions directly and we have that interaction face to face. It's really comprehensive. It's had amazing results for the parents who've gone through it. And I would love to invite you to come on over. So if you're interested in Annoying to Amazing, come on over to annoyingtoamazing.com and then you can see all the information there and come and sign up. It's a really it's a really amazing way of being with our children. It is difficult sometimes, but the rewards are so worth it and you can really and the benefit for you too is quite extraordinary as well. So, if you want to find out more, come on over annoyingtoamazing.com. I'm also running a Facebook live this week, so if you want to come over and find out more and interact with me there before signing up, whether to decide, come on over to parenting with facebook.com forward slash parenting with play with Helen and Mooney and I'd love to see you there all right have a great week and start thinking if you're then you know if you use time out already and you're thinking that you'd like to perhaps do a shift just see if you could do time in and move in with your child to help them rather than to separate them from everybody and sort of almost like punish them so move in and be with them and see how that goes for you. If you've got any questions as ever, come and ask me on my Facebook page or at my website. But if you want help directly, annoyingtoamazing.com. Doors are open only for this week. We start on Monday. All right. Have a great week. Bye.